0: Why do so many people spend and waste their money, even those who have won the lottery? The answer to that question is the same as why most people live from paycheck to paycheck and don't even have four weeks of an emergency fund put aside. Most people have what we call a poverty mindset, and there's a difference between a rich versus a poverty mindset. The poverty mindset could be what's holding you back from becoming rich. So which do you have, a rich or a poverty mindset? I'm Jeff Wiener, and welcome to episode 14 of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. And in this episode, I will be discussing the rich versus the poverty mindset and the psychology stopping you from becoming rich.
1: Hi, it's Kate, and welcome to the Small Business Millionaire Podcast, where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses, and then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Weiner.
0: I read an interesting article in a popular business publication about 20 lottery winners who won millions of dollars and how all of them lost or spent their money, usually within two to five years. There's the story about Andrew Jackson Whitaker Jr., a West Virginia contractor who won $315 million in the state Powerball draw. And within four years, he went from rich to poor, and his fortune was gone. And there's Janet Lee, who was a wig maker from St. Louis, who won $18 million in 1993 and donated and gambled her fortune away. She ultimately filed for bankruptcy, penniless and poor, in 2001, only eight years after winning the lottery. Another unlucky lottery winner is Billy Bob Harrell Jr., a Home Depot stock boy who won $31 million in a Texas jackpot in 1997. After quitting his job, he took a trip to Hawaii, bought a ranch along with six other homes and new cars, donated a lot of money to various charities, and within a few years was divorced and died by suicide. And prior to his death, he told a financial advisor that winning the lottery was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I'm not going to recount all 20 lottery winners' stories and how they went from poor to rich to poor again, but suffice it to say, there are many more like that. In fact, according to the National Endowment for Financial Education, upwards of 70% of lottery winners spent their windfall and ended up broke within just a few years. Now let's change course for a minute and let's look at the cycle of poverty. Imagine a family of three, a father, a mother, and a daughter, who live in a subsidized apartment. Now let's imagine the father has a minimum wage job, and the mother is unable to work because of a disability. Let's look at a couple of possible scenarios and see how they perpetuate the cycle of poverty. In scenario one, the daughter turns 17 and decides that she's going to get a job waiting tables at the local restaurant. You would figure that would be good news, both for the daughter and for the family, as the daughter could now work and provide some financial assistance to not only herself, but also for the family. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work out that way, as there's a likely chance that the daughter's additional household income could result in the family losing any of the government subsidies, like food stamps, and they could very well lose their rent subsidies because the household income no longer qualifies. Or an alternate scenario, where the daughter, who's very bright, qualifies for a four-year college scholarship, unfortunately far from home. On the surface, that might seem like great news, but it also means that the daughter will have to move out, which will result in the likely scenario where the family no longer qualifies for their benefits. To add to the points that I just made, as a result of the current recession, Many Americans are getting more from their benefits than from their jobs and are now reluctant to go back to work. In all of those scenarios, the family doing better might actually mean that they do worse as benefits are reduced as income rises. The family is caught in the poverty trap. And to the outsider observing the situation, it appears that the lottery winner just had a string of bad luck, poor relationships perhaps an economic recession, the reality though is that even if you gave most of those same winners another 5 or $10 million, chances are most would spend through their winnings once again. The problem is they have a poverty mindset. Or the family living in poverty who has a difficult time breaking the cycle of poverty. Yes, the husband works and the daughter wants to further her life and career, but doing so could mean the loss of rental or other government subsidies. The problem here is the individual's wealth can only grow to the same extent the individual grows. It's also the same reason most of society is destined for economic mediocrity, despite their dreams of wanting to live the rich life or of wanting to retire and travel the world. In one of my recent blog articles, here's what I wrote. Creating wealth is about diligently investing in yourself, your education, and knowledge, learning the basics of finance, understanding risk and reward, and taking appropriate risk where required. Once you have those mechanics, it's about leveraging your wealth by investing appropriately and earning outsized returns. That, in a nutshell, is the strategy for wealth creation. Those sentences sound great, but the problem is I should have started by saying creating wealth and becoming rich is about developing a wealthy mindset and understanding how to earn and then invest money. Once you understand the basics of wealth creation, you need to invest in yourself, your education, and your knowledge. I left out the wealthy mindset from the equation. Frankly, it's probably the most important part of wealth creation. The reason upwards of 70% of lottery winners blow through their large winnings is most lottery winners, in fact, most of society, doesn't have a wealth-generating mindset. They have a mindset of poverty. They feel they aren't deserving of their wealth. As an example, the average household debt in Canada is 170% of the average household income. And in the US, the median household income is $59,000, yet the median household debt is over $137,000. Whether the number is 100%, 150%, or even 200% of debt to income, these are grim numbers that suggest that the bulk of North American society has a spending problem. In fact, it's the same spending problem That most lottery winners have. I venture to guess that for most of society, if they won the lottery, they would end up in the same situation as the 70% of winners who are out of funds within a few years. Until you change how you react to and deal with money, you will continue to be broke. I've written and spoken frequently about how to grow a business, how to improve profits, how to invest, and how to create wealth. But the first step toward creating success in any part of your life, yes, and including especially money, is fixing the mindset. Your world is a reflection of what you believe. We all have a blueprint. It's how we're programmed, and it guides the things we do and how we live our lives. These blueprints come from our upbringing, likely from our parents. In other words, from the day you started earning your very first dollar, your future financial fate was predetermined. And unless you make some changes to disassociate yourself from your preconditioning, your end result will be the same and it will happen over and over again. In a 2012 study, Done by Bradley Klontz of the Financial Psychology Institute titled How Clients' Money Scripts Predict Their Financial Behaviors, Klontz found that people who hold anti-wealth beliefs, such as rich people are bad or rich people are greedy, were more likely to have what Klontz calls money-worship scripts, such as I could never have enough money, or more money will make me happier. These two beliefs are in contrast with one another. He questions, how can you hate rich people and yet want to become one yourself? Rich people admire other rich people. Poor people often resent rich people. So it's hard to become something you resent. On the outside, you might say, I want to be rich or I want to be successful. But unless you believe you will be successful, deep down in your subconscious, it will never happen. If you do believe deep down that you want something, whether it's wealth, fame, fortune, or whatever, unless you believe it and then take action towards making those things happen, they just won't happen. You see, the lottery winners never really believe they should be rich. They self-sabotaged right to the end because they had the money, but they didn't have a wealthy mindset. They had a poverty mindset. They didn't believe they deserved to have wealth. Your future success is predetermined by how your mind is programmed. If you subconsciously believe you're destined to be poor, although you might say the words, I want to be rich, the actions you take will continue to lead to the same end result unless you fix the subconscious. In order to fix your relationship with money, you need to understand what that relationship is in the first place. It's the same cycle that people find themselves in, even when they're making a decent six-figure salary and are yet still deep in debt. They have the three habits of the poor mindset. There are three steps to break the poverty mindset. Be aware of what's holding you back. Change your way of thinking regarding what's holding you back and take action to achieve the desired result. The reason you're not rich or you're living from paycheck to paycheck or you've just spent through your lottery winnings or frankly, why you're not successful in your life's pursuits are all grounded in the same subconscious thought that's holding you back. Changing your mindset is the very first step towards success. It's not about how well you invest or how well you understand risk-taking, although those are important ingredients, of course. It's about what your mindset is telling you, which in turn guides your actions. It isn't the other way around.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies, by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the App Store.